Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me for another really powerful conversation. These are the times when we must be inspired, uplifted, when we are required to really tap into the the power we have within to heal ourselves, to connect with truth, to open to the powers of transformation. This is what I believe this time is all about. It's a, a time of awakening more than ever before. This is the moment to really reconnect to the truth of who you are because it's only when we get that connection to our inner self that we can navigate safely safety through times that are unknown, unknown charges keys. And today we're going to be talking with my guest, Susanna Stoika, who is a gifted medical intuitive. We're going to be talking about her experience, her journey, her healing, her insights as a medical intuitive. Uh, And also we're going to be uh, talking about some very special free um, Zoom calls that Suzanne is offering to people to help them on their healing journey. So stay tuned. We'll give you all this information later in the show. And if you are listening for the very first time, I want to welcome you. As always, wonderful having you here and part of this community. I would like to invite you to go to my website, drcherylselman.com, because if you opt in there, then you will get all of the archive shows, not only from the Love Code, but also from the other podcast that I have called What Women Must Know. And in addition, you'll stay up to date with all the things that I am doing and offering. And by the way, if you'd like to go to a Facebook page where I also post all of the archive shows as well, as well as including other information, inspirational and healing suggestions, then go to uh, my What Women Must no Facebook page. So just like me over at What Women Must Know, and then you will stay in touch with me, and you'll get all these shows, so you won't have to miss any of them. And let's talk about my guest and the the exploration we have from um, having this opportunity to talk to, to to Susanna with her her medical intuitive and healing gifts. So a little bit about Susanna Stoika. She is a Ph.D. in computer engineering and was among the pioneers who designed one of the first commercial computers in the world. She is part of another technology revolution which defined the integrated technology that allowed the development of desktops, portable computers, and eventually all the computing technology we have today. While working as a highly qualified engineer, she became aware of her naturally born gifts of medical intuition and healing energy which she used for the past 40 years to help people all around the world. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Susanna back to the show. She's been here a while ago, and it's time to get her back and learn more about what she has um, understood about the healing that is required at this time and how we can move through times of change with a greater awareness and a greater potential to really step into us, um, the power of our own healing energy. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Susanna Stryker to the show today. So Susanna, it's good to have you back, and welcome to The Love Code. Thank you so much for having me back. I am looking forward to our chat. 
Well, I'm looking forward to it, too. We, You know, it was some time ago that um, you were on the Love Code, but you were such an inspiration. You, you're you really a miracle woman in my in my book, and um, you have, through your own journeys, been able to share so much healing and really fulfill a greater purpose in life. So for those that have not met you or did not hear about our previous interview, let's start with your journey because you have quite a story to share. Uh, I was born in Europe, namely in Romania, in a very famous part called Transylvania. I uh, studied engineering uh, at the time the most uh, developed branch of engineering, which which was computer engineering. Uh, I was the first promotion in my country, and then I worked on the first commercial computer design uh, on these designs, uh, which was amazing. And then I emigrated, and uh, here in uh, in Canada and the States, I worked in, on the development of integrated technology, which, as you said, allowed the development of uh, current computing technology. At a certain point, because my uh, husband was having problems with his back and as a proud European man wouldn't go to the doctor, I ended up uh, searching for ways to help him uh, myself. And I ended up at a healing course called Polarity Healing, inspired from uh, Chinese medicine. And while at the course, I... uh, my hands took off, and I couldn't control them, couldn't uh, stop them. They were moving very fast. And when they stopped, I found out from this woman I was working on that uh, very bad uh, chest inflammation, which no one could find a solution for, disappeared. So that really scared me as an engineer because uh, my thinking was if I was able to help somebody in a few minutes, what if I do the wrong thing and I make them sick, which is absolutely not right from a healing point of view. Uh, But that was my engineering judgment. And on top of it, I had no idea what this uh, thing was. So it took me a while to figure it out. And one day I was talking to my father and I said, look, this very strange thing happened to me while going to a course and he said oh you were doing it when you were seven years old so uh, that's how I found out that actually I was born with this uh, stuff and eventually I found out what it was and uh, I started healing uh, publicly so to speak when my son was diagnosed with uh, cancer on his adrenals and uh, in three days uh, that disappeared to the astonishment of the doctor and uh, that's how my collaboration with doctors started. Uh, they started referring to uh, impossible cases to me. So that's my journey. So I ended up doing uh, in parallel engineering, long hours of engineering and uh, trying to relax by doing healing uh, two, three times a week also after engineering hours. 
that must have been such an interesting time for you because here you tra you trained as this brilliant uh, computer engineer using those intellectual left brain qualities, you could say, and suddenly you have opened to this gift, which is totally right brained, <laughs> intuitive, non logical, exactly. and non local. Right, and it was like, whoa! You know, that was that must have been a really interesting time for you to have to just redefine reality as you have known it. Absolutely, because uh, the uh, world of healing is completely different from the world of engineering. What I found very interesting is that when I started doing seriously healing in parallel with engineering, my creativity zoomed. I was a, um, an inventor, but the creativity really zoomed after I started doing seriously healing because healing is an intuitive thing and creativity is very strongly related to intuitiveness. I found that the state I was in when I was healing was exactly uh, the same state that I had the aha moment when I invented something. So it was a very beneficial thing. Plus, uh, doing engineering, I uh, I was able to evaluate much better what I was doing as a healer, finding answers at a much deeper level than if I was doing only healing intuitively. So it was really, really, really interesting. I would say that is such a, a profound gift because you were able to access the, um, through working with that intuitive side of you, bring forth information, like downloading information wisdom with the direct connection. And then you had these skills as, a, as an engineer that you could take that intuition, that idea, and then make it happen into something physical in this plane of existence. So to me, that just would be incredibly powerful in doing all the work you've been doing. Yes, it was very, it's, it's to this day, every time I do a healing session, uh, it's, every time is different. That's the difference between the healing world and the engineering world. The engineering world thrives on repetitiveness, while the healing world, you have to have the flexibility of uh, working without preconceived ideas and letting healing go wherever it goes. So uh, it's very interesting, the combination of the two. Yeah, it's very powerful. As, as, I mean, as it was designed, right? As it was designed to be able to open, get your inspiration. As all the great inventors, including Einstein, all those great theories, all that came from his connection that downloaded to him. Um, but there's yes. more to your story, too, because then you had something very serious happen to you. So let's talk yes, about that brain injury part of the journey. Yeah. Uh, at the peak of my uh, life as an engineer and as a healer, I was working in a medical practice. I was receiving all sorts of awards as an engineer. And uh, basically, I was working on all four cylinders, so to speak, I had two traumatic brain injuries on the same day. And I went from this highly active, uh, very 
um, productive person who was able to learn very easily anything I wanted to learn, suddenly I wasn't able to remember anything. I wasn't able to remember any of the languages I speak, and I am fluent in three, plus a few more I can read. So I was I was really sidetracked. Eventually, from the effort of trying to to stay functional, uh, I ended up falling asleep while driving. Uh, my driver's license got taken away. I had instances in. Uh, out-of-body experiences while in meetings and uh, while driving in traffic, which was quite something. And uh, I, my driver's license got uh, taken away, and uh, I ended up not being able to function at all. I would fall asleep at work, so I had to stop working. And I wasn't able to do healing because uh, every time I tried to do uh, I, to drive the energy because you get it through the top of your head into your hand, my pituitary would absolutely uh, kill me. I couldn't do it. I was uh, in so much pain. It was impossible to do it. So uh, I was uh, desperate, literally. And finally I prayed one night and that I couldn't take the pain anymore. I was in terrible physical pain. I couldn't lie down to sleep because of the injuries. Uh, my uh, The flow of uh, spinal fluid was uh, messed up, and the spinal fluid, as it goes through the brain and comes out, was stuck. So uh, I couldn't lie down because the uh, horrible headache was even worse when I lied down. I, try, I tried to lie down. So I was praying. And I was, uh, I thought I tried everything I knew as a healer because by then I had 15 years experience as a healer helping others with brain injury. And uh, interestingly, a voice told me what to do. And I tried what uh, I was told to do and uh, uh, my headache stopped, but the next day came back and then I had to do something else and that was the start of, of uh, starting to deal with the brain injury. And eventually I put together a program for myself for self-recovery based on my experience as a healer. And uh, that that is the basis of my book, uh, Heal Your Brain, Reclaim Your Life. And interestingly, because my family was pushing me to cook, because I was I used to be a very good cook before the brain injury, uh, I ended up devising a way that people with brain injuries can cook. And that is the basis of my five books, uh, Cooking After Brain Injury, Easy Cooking for Recovery, which is a therapeutic tool used by uh, people in rehab, brain rehab. So, and so, when I started to recover a little bit, I had two more brain injuries. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wow. So you had these compound brain injuries, uh two on the same day and then you're recovering from that and then you had an, two other incidents. Um so 
I mean, I have lots of questions. I'm going to start with this one. So what what do you think you were meant to learn from creating these brain injuries, going from, you know, such a, a brilliant, competent, uh, you know, engineer and healer, and then all of a sudden brought to the standstill of, through your brain injuries that made you totally helpless for a while? Um, out of this has come so as you said, so many books and so much help for other people. But what is this, Susanna? What happened? What What do you perceive was the 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 good purpose for this part of your journey? I think it was uh, time for me to go into healing uh, completely, and I was very reluctant because, as much as I, I was, I felt I was being pushed into it. But uh, um, my family was terrified uh, of me leaving a, a good income as an engineer and going into something that they consider as uh, unstable and insecure. So I think finally uh, I got a two by four <laughs> to understand what mm. I, what am I meant to do. And I think that everything that happened to me also. Um, it is an example for others to give hope because I always thought I I was always mentoring people, teaching people new stuff and I think I I am meant to mentor other people and give them hope that it's possible to recover from very serious stuff. Uh, I would think so. You know, that's such an interesting insight because it's like that choice do you focus on a career that you've succeeded at that brings you in a lot of wealth of fame of acknowledgement or do you put your focus on serving humanity right and really being able to contribute and and find that greater purpose which seems to be the real part of the journey for most of us, you know, what is this all about? Why are we really here? Are we here to be successful in business and, you know, generate lots of income and acclaim? Or are we here for a deeper, more profound purpose? And yeah, trusting, I, I want to say, the... trusting and, and trusting. Well, the one other thing I want to add, and trusting that if we follow that that true purpose, spiritual purpose in our life, that we also will be provided for. Uh, yeah, yeah, the difficult part for me was that I still enjoyed my career as an engineer because I, I, uh, my bosses trusted me that uh, I can come out with solutions where no one else could. So I got all these very interesting projects that were considered as being impossible to solve. So... Uh, I I had the challenge which I was looking for in my career as an engineer, and that's what kept me there, you know. But I think uh, that I was meant to do service, as you are saying, and help more people because there are many engineers and even very talented engineers, but. Uh, people who are able to look into the brain and, and fix the brain, especially at a distance, there are not too many. So my knowledge, the part of my knowledge was the most important for 
the society was my knowledge of the brain. And I would like to ask you, what are some of the um, insights and some of the tools that you can uh, share with people from your medical intuitive side of your own personal journey as well for people who are dealing with brain injuries? What, are, what would you suggest that people uh, learn or investigate or incorporate into their daily life? Uh, the most important thing is uh, to not compare oneself w- with the person who was before the brain injury because you are constantly going to lose. Instead, you have to compare to yourself with the person post-injury because then you are developing, you are becoming better. So it's uh, it's very important for recovery to have this positive feedback loop. And uh, the only way you get it is by by accepting that you are a new you. Also, I found, uh, you know, I, I was in a habit of pushing myself. If you have a brain injury, you cannot push yourself because when you start pushing past the pain point or the point where you are feeling tired, uh, actually, you go backwards. This was a very, very important uh, lesson for me uh, because I, I tried to, to recover by uh, doing more exercises, mental exercises, and instead of recovering, I, I ended up even worse uh, with more headaches, with worse vision, and so on. The other thing is that a lot of people, brain injured or old, uh, have a problem with uh, drinking enough water. It's amazing how many people who have brain injuries um, or are starting dementia actually have the brain literally dried up because they don't drink enough water. So that has to be kept in mind, and it's best if you have an alkaline water and you can make it yourself with a little bit of lemon in, uh, added to your water. Um, also, having uh, oxygen, enough oxygen, it's very important, and that doesn't mean that you get on the treadmill and you work very hard because, again, you are overdoing it. Walking outside in fresh air, uh, if you can do a fast walk, that's uh, important. If you are so injured that you can't walk, just get a chair outside and do yoga breathing, deep yoga breathing. And if you don't know what it is, yoga breathing, just put your hands on your belly and slowly take in the air till you feel your uh, belly coming out and then push your belly in and exhale all the air through your mouth. And repeat that very slowly, and that will oxygenate your your body. It's very, very important. And it's very important to eat healthy. Heavy, uh, when you eat uh, heavy meals, basically the blood goes to your gut to, for the digestion instead of going to your brain. You want to have as much 
blood flow to your brain in order to help healing as possible. So those are a few very, very important things. Uh, and another important thing is to keep in touch with people. Uh, once you have a brain injury, you are changed. You are not the same person and you can't, many times your speech is, uh, is uh, affected or your vision is affected. You have uh, other injuries. You can't walk as, as well. And you feel uneasy about uh, holding people back because of your injuries. And also people don't know how to talk with you. So many times uh, relationships with family and friends break down, even uh, close family. Uh, The rate of divorce in uh, brain-injured people is very high because uh, the mate cannot uh, relate to the new person. So communicating how you feel and what can help you, it's very important. And keep in touch with people, it's very, very important because brain injury is a a terrible thing. It really depresses you and it's dangerous. It's dangerous if you if you don't re, uh, don't talk to people and uh, close in, uh, the danger of a very deep depression is uh, very high. Um, those are some great pieces of advice, and I I think that having having been around people who've had brain injuries myself, I know that the brain can can heal you know one metaphor is it can learn to rewire but we have to really support that process and be patient as we're building a new brain right and and that's why the breathing the hydration uh, connecting with nature staying in touch with people physically physically staying in touch stimulating the senses all all of that helps to recover whether it's an an accident, whether it's a concussion, whether it's a whiplash, whether it's a stroke, a brain bleed, all of these things uh, can be healed, but, you know, you have to be patient. And I love what you said, Susanna. You're a new person. We have to we have to surrender to the old way of who we were and how we operate in the world and, and accept this new journey we're on and this new sense of self and potentially the new the new the possibility to tap into abilities or certainly the knowledge that we can heal ourselves of anything, which is a very powerful gift we give ourselves, um, and not just rely, well, not give up. You know, when I was investigating the the uh, effect of strokes, I talked to an expert. Uh, on strokes and one of the things he I remember this because it was quite a few years ago but I remember this clearly he said that if if someone continues to work on themselves or their physical self you know because when the nerves don't communicate the hands start to go in claws if you continue to do that even if it is 20 years after you had the stroke you can make progress which was really astounding to me to hear that. Yeah, the traditional idea is that uh, if you don't recover after a year, a year and a half, it's done for. It's not true. I am still recovering. 
capabilities. They are amazed. I had uh, my optic nerve was injured, and because of that, I couldn't see to read, and my muscles, eye muscles were injured. So my eye couldn't keep one position. It was sliding. So if I looked at the text, the text was sliding uh, down the page. And uh, uh, my eye sockets basically were injured. Uh, they were out of place. They had to to put back in place. But the nerve, uh, I, I uh, couldn't literally see. Uh, the letters were like uh, smeared and I was able to to recover my vision Uh, more than that when I go to the doctor my uh, strength of my reading glasses is going down (laughs) yeah that's you know that's such an inspiration for all for everyone listening to know that we can repair regenerate if we if we work with the healing process physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So I like to say, you yes. have to bring in all those elements, your thinking, you know, and your, your, your emotional state, um, the meditation. I love what you were saying about cooking. Can you share something about why cooking is a great therapy for people with brain injuries? Uh, first of all, people with brain injury have to eat healthy. And if you eat out, that's not healthy because it's a lot of fat, the wrong types of fats, and sugar in everything, and flour. So if you cook yourself, you know what is in uh, in the food. And the reason cooking is so good is that you have to do uh, steps sequentially. And that's one of the things a person with brain injury loses, the capability of doing sequential uh, steps. And it was a very interesting uh, thing that happened to me when I was uh, editing the books to release them. Um, When I started doing uh, the books, I was able to cook one dish a day and the shopping the day before, by the and uh, no one was able to talk to me or having a music or any noise because it would distract me and mess up my cooking. By the time I finished releasing all the five books, I was able to cook several dishes uh, at the same time. So interleave, not only that sequentially I could, could cook the same day, but I could interleave them which is amazing. Well, I guess, I mean, cooking is a right brain experience, isn't it? It's a combination. It's right right brain because it's, uh, it requires also a combination of, of uh, um, uh, herbs and uh, stuff, and you have to know what works uh, with what. But also it's a physical uh, left brain uh, activity too. So it's a complex activity. And I I just think of the smells, the aromas, right, as another way to access brain function just by the different senses that are involved with cooking. Yes, yes. 
uh, one of the things that happens to people with uh, brain injury is they lose their smell and taste. And what happened to me, I uh, some days my taste, taste was very uh, acute, so I couldn't take as much uh, uh, salt and pepper and so on, all the, all the uh, stuff that you add to food. And other days I couldn't feel it. So the way I, I made my uh, books was to feed my friends a lot of dishes. <laughs> so they got a lot of of free free lunches and dinners. Um, yeah, I I love cooking as a therapy. I think that's a fantastic idea. I hadn't really thought about the role of cooking as as a therapy to recover from brain injuries. Uh, you know, Susanna, I also want to talk to you about your gift as a medical intuitive. So, so share with us what you have learned from your medical intuitive abilities and working with people. What are some of the um, wisdoms that you have learned from that experience? Uh, it's very interesting that uh, medical intu- uh, when I started my work as a as a healer. Basically, medical intuition is, uh, means that you are able to look at the energy field of somebody and uh, you see what kind of changes happened in that field and what the person could do to uh, rebalance or bring the field back into a normal functionality. Why is important? Because we are born with a self-healing capability. Uh, It's an innate thing. If we wouldn't be born with this capability, if we cut ourselves, we would bleed out. But we don't. We we heal. If we have uh, an injury, uh, uh, the scab is forming and eventually the new skin is forming. So, If we keep our uh, energy field balanced or our system balanced, which means uh, take care of ourselves, sleep enough, eat right, uh, exercise, uh, uh, not overdoing it, uh, we we can keep uh, our system working in such a way that it can self-repair. But sometimes, because life is life and we are required sometimes to work very long hours and we have a family to take care of, we get stressed. And when we get stressed, the uh, our innate programming for self-healing cannot work properly. And actually this was uh, demonstrated by uh, uh, Bruce Lipton. Uh, in he, he is talking about it in his book, uh, uh, biology of belief, he did some experiments and showed that the proteins inside you, our cells uh, curve when we are under stress. So uh, when, if our DNA is a, actually a prote- protein ladder, it means that when we are under stress, this protein ladder of our DNA is, uh, tightens up and it uh, the DNA basically splits into the RNA, 
which uh, is the information going to the new cell, and the other half dies off. So if it's the, the DNA is tightened, the information going to the new cell has a, cap- uh, has a chance of being uh, damaged. And that's basically the description of cancer. So uh, keeping ourselves healthy uh, with the help of uh, meditation, yoga, pilates, or going to a healer uh, to readjust the field, it's a very important thing in our self-care. As a medical intuitive, I can look into somebody's field and I can see what uh, caused imbalances, uh, including uh, emotional trauma, physical trauma, and I can see the kind of a timestamp about when in the person's life happened. What is interesting about it, when I started working, I thought that emotions are only about 5-10% of of, uh, the weight in our uh, well-being. And as I went and I worked more and more, I found out that actually emotions are very important. The way we behave uh, versus events in our life are determining how our uh, field functions. And that's why I am so concerned of what happens today in the world because it's so much anger, so much hate, so much um, I am better than you which is also not a healthy emotion, that it creates imbalances, health issues for people. People become much much, uh, more prone to getting sick. And I think that uh, actually COVID became such a horrible pandemic uh, was also because people were so terribly afraid of it because they didn't know what it was. Also, I can tell you that uh, when I look at the energy field of a person, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, color they are, what kind of religion they are. I worked with people with every religion you can imagine, Native American and uh, all different Zoroastrian and uh, Muslims and everything you can imagine. And uh, there is no no difference in their energy field. But if a person is an angry person, the energy field immediately shows it by being collapsed. So being at the same time, if a person can uh, keep as a kind person, compassionate, uh, cheerful, the energy field is much wider, the colors in the field are beautiful, and the person stays healthy. So what is happening in in the world today with all that anger and all that uh, trying to make difference between the different groups of people, it's very damaging to the health of of a nation. And it concerns me as a healer a lot. And that is, by the way, why I'm offering uh, these free uh, medical intuitive sessions that I was telling you about. Um, there were originally three. The next uh, one were, was already done. So there are two left. And the next one is December 2nd. 
at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And people can sign up at my website, which is healingbraininjury.com, and go to the Deeper Healing tab, and it will tell you how to sign up. Okay, so since we brought up these free sessions, um, let's let's explain a little bit more about what you're offering. So I think it's you know just amazing what you are making available to people, even though we have to say there are limited numbers. So this is something that if you are hearing what uh, Suzanne is offering, and um, if you resonate with it, then you need to sign up right away. I mean, it's free. It's not like, you know, there's a big commitment other than being there and being open to receive, but um, limited numbers. And showing so up. Talk <laughs> about what, and showing up, because it's a Zoom call. You have to be present. So uh, so let's talk about what brought this Zoom healing opportunity into being. What What was it that you want to do? What made you want to do this? very very generous loving thing you're offering people tell, uh, as I tell us more about how this came into being uh, I am and what will happen from, okay uh, I am originally from Romania and uh, I was in a communist country and I know what it means to live in a communist country where uh People are all, they say, are all equal, which is not really because uh, we ended up uh, really the workers were all equal and our all, all our salaries were really pitiful. But uh, the higher echelon was uh, still uh, having a much better life, having food with, uh, because they were exporting a lot of the food. We hardly had food. Um, it was really bad, and I see in the world today that some people idealize uh, this way of life and without knowing what they are doing, because the theory is very beautiful, but the joke actually in Romania was that uh, socialism is a very nice thing. Uh, very, uh, it's a pity they didn't try it out first on rabbits. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I am really concerned about it, and I am con- uh, really concerned as a healer about all this anger that is uh, right now showing up, especially because of the COVID and separation of people and not being together with families. Uh, and I wanted to do something. I was I was troubled, and I wanted to do something to offer people to feel better. And I noticed as I was asking what can I do, what can I do, I noticed that I can help people quite a bit by uh, uh, just... Hey, uh, just Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sounds like there's a party over there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sorry about this. Uh, uh, I noticed that if I um, 
if I uh, help people to find a way to get better, it's a huge help. And uh, if I listen to somebody, what did they try medically? And many uh, there are people, about 20% of the people I found, who go from doctor to doctor, and it's very difficult to diagnose what uh, what is really happening with their health. But as an intuitive healer, as a, as a medical intuitive, I can see in their field what's going on, and I can suggest them what tests to do or what life changes to make in order to feel better. And I decided that because this is relatively easy for me to do, I could do it with a few people and offer it as as a gift, as a free gift, to help people feel better. So that's how uh, Deeper Healing came about. Uh, my desire to help people find solutions where they cannot find a solution to their health issues. This is such an opportunity for people and fortunately for people who are listening <laughs> to our conversation and are being are able to sign up in time and be able to get in as they say first in best dress like so so just i just want to um clarify to everyone listening if uh, if anyone who is listening has a health challenge that has not been able to be resolved for whatever reason. You haven't been able to get the right guidance or the right treatment or even understand what really is the root cause driving things. Then what Susanna is offering for free via a Zoom conference call, so you have to be present on that call, um, she will be able to... Uh, offer you uh, by looking into your field the the um, the best direction to go maybe specific a specific test that is required that you didn't know was a key to the healing your healing journey or some other recommendations that could support the healing of whatever the issue is often we have you know we have symptoms, we have things manifesting, but we don't really know what the root cause is. Things could be manifesting in one aspect of our body, but the real cause could be generated from somewhere else. And often the traditional blood workup never really gets to the bottom line. So it sounds like what you are able to do for people, Susanna, is to give them more specific directions as to where to look for the root cause of whatever the challenge is and then make some suggestions, whether lifestyle or, or diet, based on what you are observing in their um, biofield or information field. Yes, yes, correct. That's pretty amazing that you not only have this gift that you have developed over the years or that you've been born with and then has really come into its fullness, but also that you are offering this service, this this gift to people, you know. And I, I just want to thank you, Susanna, for the service that you're giving to, you know, to all of us. And I'm sure people will 
will be taking advantage of it. I'm sure you'll have a waiting list to get into this this session that you're doing. Um, I, I want us to just talk a little bit. Well, for, you know, I just want to go back to what you were saying about emotions because I have I started out as a psychotherapist with mind body approaches, and then I moved into um, being a naturopathic doctor and working with women's health. And I've been on my own spiritual journey for most of my life, to be honest. And arriving, ha- having explored many modalities, but but I have found to be true more than anything else is that the physical imbalances that manifest as diseases are always accompanied or in most cases even generated from unresolved emotional wounds, as I call it. So it's the trauma we either have experienced in this lifetime. It could have come from our ancestral lineage, which is a part of our DNA as well. The emotional wounds could have been brought down ancestrally um, or, um, you know, past lives even. But they're with us now, and now is the moment where we can heal. And I just, you know, maybe you can say a little bit more, because you see this very clearly in a person's energy field. You can see the how that trauma manifests in their field. Yes, I, I can see um, uh, what emotions get stuck or uh, what type of trauma. And... Uh, I find uh, that, as you were saying, sometimes it's a whole lineage. Um, Many women, for example, have a history of being abused or uh, uh, some people have a history of being an abuser. And uh, you have to actually clean the lineage and then uh, people... Uh, change, they change their behavior um, because they are driven by what they learned from previous uh, generations but it's so heavy if it's through the lineage that you have to literally clean the, clear it through several generations and also I found uh, very interestingly that people when they have different past lives, they don't uh, always have the past lives as the same uh, sex person. It can be a man can be a woman and the woman can be a man in a past life. And uh, that's okay. And they can uh, live as different uh, religious background or different... Uh, Always, the people I find that go through different, being uh, different nationalities as they go through the past lives. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I when people are really have really serious uh, health problems, uh, I find that sometimes they go into past lives. They have to have issues uh, resolved in past lives. And when I first encountered, I said, what past lives? You can imagine. I didn't believe in it, Mm -hmm. but if that is what heals a person, I had to learn to accept it. And I found people uh, literally change 
when past life trauma was resolved. And uh, many times it's actually something they did in a past life that wasn't quite right, and they carried the, the guilt of that behavior or that pattern of that behavior, and they had to do, have to do something in this life in order to make up for that past life, and that the burden goes away. You know, the ability that you have to see not only what that energy imbalance is, what the emotion is, and where it potentially originated is um, is really a gift because so many of our issues that we're dealing with in present time are, uh, we have we have no idea of what really initiated that imbalance. We don't have the conscious memory because either we shut it down or it happens so much earlier in life that we no longer have access to the memories and certainly from our past lives or ancestral lineage, we just don't really have a clue. So this is a, a part of the a wonderful gift you bring in is the ability to see specifically the trauma, the emotion, the origin, and then support a person in being able to resolve it, heal it, clear it, um, and move forward in your life. With you know, When we resolve these things, we, the energy can flow again so we can yes. rebuild our body. We can allow healing to happen. But as long as you're dealing with an emotional trauma, it's, it's like you've um, shut down the ability to allow the life force into your into your being, into your cells, you know, throughout your entire body. And what is interesting, when people are getting hurt through an emotional trauma and they shut down in a certain way, uh, so they, the negative stuff wouldn't hurt them, actually they uh, shut down all the emotions. So the, not only they will be... Uh, uh, impervious to negative stuff happening in their lives, they wouldn't perceive happiness either, and that is very, very difficult. Well, this is, uh, you know, such an important conversation. So I have another question: Do you work with people individually if people wanted to have a one-on-one session with you? Uh, yes, I do, and I do all my work at a distance. Okay, so that's really important. If people need more time, I mean, the I want to go back to what you're offering people, so uh, people uh, can take the uh, take advantage. So first of all, um, if they go to your website, healingbraininjury.com, and then go to the tab that says Deeper Healing, that is where they can sign up for free to be one of the 20 people on the Zoom calls that you are making available to assess each person, not to diagnose, not to treat, but to give them guidance as to either what specific testing may give them the information they need and also maybe some lifestyle changes that would help. Uh, Give us those dates again, Susanna, that you're doing the Zoom call. It's uh, December 2nd. And December 16th, the other one was already passed. And uh, both of them are at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay. 
So great. So people can um, go there, sign up, go to healingbraininjury.com, look for the deeper healing and sign up for either one of those two sessions, which are still, obviously you still have some room and um, be part of that Zoom call. Or you can contact Susanna if you feel that you need further guidance and addressing some of the pieces of the healing process that you have not resolved. You just know you're not getting the the healing you want. You're not recovering in a way that you need to. Then this is where a medical intuitive can really provide some profound insights and, and healing to uh, allow you to really make a complete recovery. So if you'd like to do that, find out more about Susanna, go to healingbraininjury.com. And if you want to be part of that free Zoom session, which I just think is such a beautiful gift you're giving people, Susanna, I want to thank you for that generosity. Um, Go to Deeper Healing at her website, healingbraininjury.com. So, Susanna, this has been such a wonderful and enlightening conversation. And, again, uh, we're all very grateful to you. I'm sure everyone who's listening is so grateful to you for the journey you've been on, for the gifts that you have evolved or brought forth in this lifetime in the ways that you're sharing it with everyone throughout the world. I mean, the beautiful thing about being a medical intuitive, it's beyond space and time. You can work with people anywhere in the world because, you have access to the field, which is an amazing (laughs) gift to have. Yeah. So thank you so much for being with us today and uh, just wishing you continued healing and um, continued um, success in bringing your gifts out into the world for all of us to benefit from. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And, uh, And to all of you listening, thank you for joining me for another wonderful healing conversation on the love code and as always may your week be filled with love peace and harmony bye for now